0: To the U Urban Bible Study weekly leaders training podcast. The U curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi ethnic churches. This podcast is designed to help leaders lead a Bible study using Lifeways U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine a biblical passage review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Croston, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I'm joined by one of our You writers, Brenda Croston. Hello, Brenda.
1: Hello, Mark. Thank you for having me. So excited to be talking about does it bring conviction? The second lesson in discerning the voice of God Our scripture passage today comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 32 through 41.
0: All right. So, our point for today is the voice of God seeks to convict us of the truth. Wow. This is going to be an exciting one. So, why should we feel conviction? Why should we feel conviction? Here's point number one there is power in The truth. So let's read Acts chapter 2, verses 32 through 36. God has raised this Jesus. We are witnesses of this. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God and has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out what you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord declared to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and messiah and so here it is there's power in the truth and so here we are on uh in this passage uh on the day of pentecost jesus has died he has ascended into heaven the 120 have been praying up in the upper room the holy spirit falls um the people out in the streets see and hear uh, the people as uh, as they are speaking the gospel in languages they did not learn, the languages of the people, that but the language that they had not learned. And Peter then gets up to preach um, to give clarity to the situation that the people are looking at. And as he is preaching to the crowd on that day, He wants to nail down the truth. God raised Jesus from the dead. We are witnesses of this, firsthand witnesses. That's why we make, make this declaration. And then he says, and since this is the case, so he talks about the current circumstance, and then he goes into some Old Testament scripture to make a connection to the Jews who would have been listening to uh, him on this occasion. What, What does he want to do? He wants to nail down the truth. Why is that important, Brenda?
1: Because the truth of God's word, when we're discerning his voice, it's always going to have truth. And Paul had to establish here the truth that Jesus was the Messiah. So, He was not just the Messiah, but he was also creator God. And so anything that comes from his word is going to be true. And uh, so our lesson title is, does it bring conviction? Well, before we can get to the conviction, we have to know it's true. And we have to know that the source is true. So I think it's important that we open this way. There's power in truth. Yes, there's power in truth because the source Jesus Christ is true and the word that words that he speaks to us from his holy script is true
0: and and, and let me just say that uh, we we're living in a time and a day when so many people would ignore the truth right um and so in our politics and in our society uh people are willfully embracing things that are not true. And so this is this is a challenge for us because there can only be conviction when there is truth. And 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 there's power in the truth, not not in not in other people's suggestions, not in other people's ideas. And, and certainly not in things that we know are just clearly not the truth. There's no power when there's no truth, because the power is in the truth. And so this is certainly a, going to be a timely lesson and discussion for us as we uh, go along uh, on today. So I do like the fact that Peter really uh, took time. And, and you can see the sightings in the lesson reading to attach this thought to the Old Testament texts in order to make sure that people understood he had a foundation for the claims that he's about to make about Jesus Christ. Do you have any other thoughts on that, Brenda?
1: Uh, No, just, you know, those that are studying, you might be like me when I first started reading it. I was like, why are we starting here? But it just makes so much sense that without truth, there there's no conviction. And without knowing the source of the truth is true, it's it adds without knowing it, it takes away the power.
0: All right. So the second point is. Conviction is our witness to God's word. Conviction is our witness to God's word. Let's read verses uh, 37 and 38. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. So there it is. Conviction is our witness to God's word. And so, yes, so the word of God ought to bring conviction in our lives. When we hear the truth, If we are indeed connected to the truth and the truth giver, there will be conviction in our lives. And so um, this this is so powerful and yet so fundamental that when there's no conviction, there's no conviction because you are not connected to the truth yourself. Because the truth brings conviction and our conviction upon hearing the truth is our witness to God's word. So Brenda, is the word of God ever brought conviction to your life? Every day,
1: <laughs> every day. No, but seriously, like you talked about not being connected. So there have been times when I have been going through the routine of being saved you know reading my bible at a certain time praying at another time and then encountering something a word or deed that convicted my heart to show me that i had been going through the routine but had not been connected i like how the author starts this section out she says you cannot remain indifferent to the word of god that either you're gonna reject it or obey it and so Uh, this section reminded me of many times. I I would like to say it was only once, but many times when I've been off course and God's discerning, God's voice, I was able to discern God's voice through um, the conviction of the truth of his word.
0: All right. So the old saints would say, the word will either draw you or drive you, but it'll find your way you live, huh? So one um, of the old deacons would always say, Pastor, you really stepped on my toes. Well, look, if if it's stepping on your toes, if, if the truth of God is bringing conviction and stepping on your toes, you ought to get them out the way. Come on now. And that's the third point get them out the way. That's not the way it says it. What the third point says is conviction leads to acts of devotion. Conviction leads to acts of devotion. Let's read this last section. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, "Be saved from this corrupt generation." So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day, about three thousand people were added to them. So this is this is uh, powerful. Conviction leads to acts of devotion. So, if 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 you're not changed in a positive way by the word, it's because you have not been convicted by the word, huh? So, conviction will change your life and change your direction. And so that's what we see in these passages. Uh, Peter says, uh, this one, this message is for everybody. Verse number 40, he said, and with many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, be saved from this corrupt generation. And, uh, and those who accepted the message did something about it. So that that is important and powerful, that you will make a change if you indeed have truly been convicted by the message. What are you thinking here, Brenda?
1: Looking at the question in this section that says, what role do we play in the Holy Spirit bringing conviction to people? I'm snickering a little bit because we don't want to take on more responsibility then that, uh, that is ours, right? But we do have a role here. Just like Peter, they're in the upper room, something amazing happens, the Holy Spirit comes and it overpowers him and he has to act, right? He has to act. And so he began speaking the truth of God's word. That's our responsibility. When um, we're not the only ones trying to discern the voice of God, there are people who are not yet in the body of Christ. And they're trying to see if God is calling them, if, if God is really real. And so we can play a huge part in that by telling the truth of God's word. First, The first lesson um, in this series is um, the truth. There's, there's power in the truth of God's word. and So our role is to tell the truth of God's word. Don't add to it, don't take away from it tell the truth of God's word, and we can help bring um, conviction to people. But I think we have to say this too. Um, Conviction, the title here is conviction leads to acts of devotion. But we have to understand that when God convicts, he doesn't convict to condemn, right? He convicts to reconcile us to himself.
0: So there's uh, in the end of verse number forty, uh, a, a powerful little message in there about all of this. It says, "Be saved from this corrupt generation." And so, this is a reminder to me that it's not necess- It's it's not always going to be easy for you. So, that this idea of surrendering to God in conviction. Means that often I'm gonna be going march now, marching to the tune of a different drummer than the majority of the society. And or sometimes my friends or my peers. And so what it reminds of is he says, this generation is corrupt, and our generation is no less corrupt than the generation that's in the Bible. And so it is a challenge. It is not always necessarily easy. It's going to be at times difficult because we are stuck in uh in the in the culture and and all the things that this generation uh uh promotes. And so and so so we have to We have to allow the power of this truth and the power of the conviction that the truth brings to us and surrender to it so we can be saved rather than go along to get along, rather than go with the flow, saved from this corrupt generation. You got a thought there?
1: I'm sorry, I do.
0: So when you were talking
1: about the conviction um, and the acts of devotion, I think it's important for us to understand that it should be real acts of devotion. Peter was overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, and so were the other disciples, so much so that they were outside of themselves. The things that they were doing were not acts of their own. And so it's important for us to understand that we got to submit to the Holy Spirit fully, and not just do acts, right? Because sometimes our acts can look Christian. They can look like they're devoted to God, but they're simply acts. Here, Peter and the disciples in this moment, having encountered the Holy Spirit, they were completely surrendered and overtaken, surrendered to, I should say, and overtaken by the Holy Spirit. And that's what those acts of devotions were. They weren't acts of their own human nature, they were supernatural acts of the Holy
0: Spirit. So what a what another powerful and timely lesson that uh, does it bring? If I'm thinking about whether or not I'm hearing God's voice, does it bring conviction? Are there places in my life where I am not living up to the word of God and then I hear the Word of God, and the Word of God brings conviction to my life. Conviction meaning uh, I'm I'm sorry, I, I'm, and I want to change. That's what Peter says when he says, repent, repent, and be baptized. I'm sh- to, be, to be godly sorry, and then to be willing to... Change to go a different way in your life. Does the word bring conviction? That's a good. That's a, what a great thought for us. So, if you're a Bible study teacher, I want you to hold on for just a moment because Brenda's going to give us a one minute teaching tip. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody that you need to get your own copy of the U Bible Study Curriculum. Uh, you can get it at Y O U lifeway.com. That's you.lifeway.com. It is our urban cultural forward Bible study. It comes in paper and digital formats, has a teacher's guide in the back of the book, and daily devotional passages uh, to keep you engaged in the Word of God every day. It has a beautiful leaders pack and aligns with our Bible studies for life, student, and kids curriculum. So there's something for every All right, Brenda, give us our teaching tip for today.
1: Okay, one minute to try to get you guys on social media. So our first lesson, we talked about um, bringing our uh, teaching to social media because it's a great outreach. We're back on that same vein, but this time I'm gonna ask you to collaborate with your class members to create a 15 to 20 minute podcast. Just what Mark and I are doing right here, but put it on video and then post it to your socials. Talk about this lesson, give a great recap, give some personal insight and testimony. Why, why, why? Because we have a role to play in bringing the conviction of the Holy Spirit to those who are around us. And this is a great way taking it to social media with a podcast discussing this lesson and the way that it's impact your life impacted your life.
0: All right. All right, friends, what a great lesson and a great series this is. And thank you so much for joining us on today. So join us again for another you Bible study podcast, because you never know where God will take you.